0: All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've got the idea. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Fucking hell. How much more do we need to say about it? You'd almost think we needed to go on about it almost every single day in something called Vlogmas. <laughs> Hi, Michelle Nye. How are you? My, Reese, how are you? All the best laid plans ruined by two things, a movie shoot and, and some awful fricking lurgy. Oh my God, I was going to give it to Dean. Well, I'm still going to give it to Dean. I mean, as in the sense of, you know, right, like right rubber facing it type thing. Uh, but it's coming. It's coming. It's just going to be a tight squeeze, isn't it? It's going to be, you know, oh, Christmas could be late. Anyway, good morning, everyone. Welcome. I thought a little bit of festive music at the front there would just get me in the right mood as much as you in the right mood. And then when we're all in the right mood, we can all dance around in a circle singing Kumbaya, my lord. Just makes you feel good. I don't know how, you know, what's that? What's your favourite Christmas tune? Well, my one is that, what's that one from Peter and the Wolf? Is it Pete and the... Doo, 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 when, and it's got the sound of really kind of grown-up sort of sleigh bells. And they're kind of... And it's and it's like a build and a build. And it's it's by a composer. Who's it by? Christos, Natasha, someone tell me. Who's it? Who is it? It's that... Oh, and it's just got a really... And I want to hear it now. Not last Christmas. Not that one. Last Christmas, I gave you my part. And the very next day, you fanned it away. This year, I gave you my spears. Uh, what do you want? We're live. Hi guys. What's that song? Not driving home for Christmas. I've got the voice for it. Driving home for Christmas. I thought you were gonna No, I'm not. But I'm just, look at my look at my guinea pig. What's the one? Driving home for Christmas. That's it. Oh right. He sings it like that, doesn't it? Carol of Bells. That's it. Can you find that and play it to me? Felith Navidad is a good banger also. All right, babe. Calm down. You're gonna I'm probably gonna make you even sadder than you've ever felt, babe. Because a question of sport has been asked. And that's one of my big stories today. Are you, unbelievably. Because it has such an important part of my childhood. It has? It was an important part of my childhood. I can't I'm driving through the air. Chris Rea. Driving. The thing about that Chris Rea song, it always made me really think of a really real, ragged bloke driving down the M3, you know, been away on business, feeling a bit scruffy and a bit sc- gaggy, and he comes, it's just real. Hey, are you going to get on with the news? Mads, are you going to comment on everything oh, I do no. today? And every conceivable minute I've been here, you've had a comment on. Right. Let's get to the news. Don't let the bell ends. Don't let the bell end. Very good. Very good. All Claire Hayward. Controversial. Okay, well, we're going to get to uh, a question of sport in a minute. So here we go. Top news story, I think, for me, is the tragic story or the coroner's report uh, on uh, Matthew Perry. Uh, and, of course, the papers are doing what the papers do so well with this, which is sort of fudging, being ambivalent, being obscure, not being clear. And then there are all sorts of kind of inferences that come out of the way in which it's being reported. Now, of course, we all wanted to believe that he didn't die of a drug overdose and we wanted to believe that in, in some sense his battle with addiction had sort of his life had ended tragically, albeit tragically, uh, you know, but but with some sort of kind of positive relationship. Uh, with With addiction and, and, and what have you now, the way in which this story is broken has been it 's an evolution this one because of course, the first stories that broke were that ketamine. Uh, put Perry, you know, he was he, under the influence of ketamine. That was the first thing. Then it came through that he was he was receiving something called a ketamine infusion or ketamine infusion therapy, which is something we've talked about it on Coffee Morning before, which is something that's being used increasingly for uh, uh, conditions like depression and anxiety. So, so one minute it felt like oh no, ketamine. Next minute it was like oh right, okay, well kind of almost legal ketamine, but given his body was so compromised, he couldn't cope with it. And then what seems to have come through reading into the finer detail, tragically, uh, let me just pop up the headlines here, is that actually upon closer inspection, the last ketamine infusion therapy session he had was um, a week and a half before he died. And tragically, um, I I don't think it could have, they don't think that the amount that was in him could have been from that infusion therapy. Now, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything other than maybe he had another infusion therapy, But it feels it's I don't know why I feel sad about this, because it just I don't know, I just feel it kind of makes it allows people to who want to say for whatever reasons, why would you want to? Because you've got to be some twisted fucker if you do. But for someone who will say, well, he didn't win and he died in a terrible state of addiction and what have you. I don't think we're ever going to fully know. It has the kind of like so many of these stories it has that sort of ambivalence and ambiguity around it, you know, around so many things like, well, you know, if you think like the Michael Jackson, you know, the extent to which was something administered, it might have been administered, it wasn't a legal drug, it's not strictly illegal, it is being used, you know. And I tell you what it leads me towards as an addict, and alcoholic, tragically, and it does lead me towards the ways in which all people struggling with addiction are kind of still finding different ways within the system you know, or the way in which they're still needing something to kind of take the edge off things. And and that, for me, is what I think is sad about this, is that obviously in some way there was still something in him that was needed to take the edge off things. Um, but you can see, I mean, the way that headline runs in the sun, in hot tub, ketamine death of friends Matthew. You know, is it strictly how that sounds? Now it's Now is it a death... Based, is, is it a death that's going to be ascribed to, um, you know, overdose or, or something like that? We don't know. Um, you know, it's it, it's just, I don't know, it just it feels sad. It feels sad. That's, that's how I feel about that. The other big, big, big news story, obviously, is Prince Harry. Now, I'm going to, you know, I know a lot of people have got Harry, it feels like Harry and Meghan really have squandered huge swathes of support and sympathy that they had or certainly he had uh and you know I, I i haven't personally jumped on that whole big bandwagon of you know knock and if you can't and if you don't like this and if you do like that i just don't get it i think they've made some pretty stupid choices i think they were ill-advised to come out and and do the the show and ill-advised to write the book um i don't think they're ill-advised to have their feelings and to express those feelings And, you know, everyone's kind of jumped on them like, you know, I don't know. I I just feel it's been a bit of a feeding frenzy. Anyway, this this story is obviously this is this is essentially Prince Harry and Piers Morgan, in a sense, locking horns directly. Uh, And Harry won. Um, Harry won his case. I mean, he didn't win all of them. I think he brought 33 individual cases against the mirror of phone hacking or, you know, information being gathered using illegal methods. Um, And. Um, he won the. He, I think he won the majority of them. Seventeen, I think, of eight, eighteen of thirty-three. He's been awarded damages, um, but it was curious seeing old old Morgan, you know, suddenly rushing to his 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 front door and sort of you know really kind of giving it some welly. <laughs> <He is>. <laughs> <laughs> I think there may have been a little bit of unbridled panic about the fact that because I mean the the judge, in no uncertain terms, says. He finds it utterly unbelievable and, and farcical and ridiculous that Piers Morgan in no way knew anything about this. Um, oh, my God. What are you doing? Um, hang on. We can't do that off camera. We can't do it off camera like that, babe. Come over. Come over and say it. Well, hang on. She's coming. Coming. Apparently, I haven't read Piers Morgan's um, autobiography, but apparently he talks quite freely about a lot of this stuff in his book. Well, he can't, apparently, can't possibly say that he was stuff. listening to otherwise he would know that he'd be... You can't have said it in a book. Otherwise, everyone now would be publishing no. it, wouldn't they? The somewhere? amount of times people are sitting, well, he's put it all in his book. Has anyone here read it? Has anyone? Well, he, he, here's the thing. I mean, Piers Morgan stood there saying uh, he said that Prince Harry wouldn't know the truth if it slapped him around his California tan face. Oh, now, look, look, look. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. I think what we've discovered just in the recent conflict, let's just look at the recent conflict. We, we've, we, the mainstream media is not a trustworthy entity. And so I think one has to stop and ask oneself questions. If you find yourself going, "Oh bloody Harry, what a whiner, what a moaner," and you know, lots and lots of people, you know, Stephen Lawrence's family, Doreen Lawrence's—is it Doreen Lawrence? She's in front of, she's in the next inquiry because so many ordinary people have also been had their lives, private lives hacked, looked into, explored. And okay, everyone goes, "Oh God, it's these lub-lubs that." Okay, fair enough, you're entitled to that. But Piers Morgan's a lub-lub. And they didn't do it to him. He did it to them. Or, you know, there's the suggestion, you know. So, do you know what I mean? It's like, why would we? I think Pismol has done a very good job of spending the last five years putting himself in this so-called position of I'm one of the people when he's so not one of the bloody people. He's one of the love loves. I bet. A, well, celebrity. when I say love lovers, I mean celebs, because I think there's this perception, isn't there? If you're a celeb, if you're a, if you're off, to, it's based on envy. All of it. It's like if you're off the telly, if you've done anything that vaguely gives you high profile, if you do something that kind of in any way means that you're successful, but someone perceives you to not be successful, you know, it's like why? Oh, why have you? what are you so? You should be hacked. Well, no, no. it doesn't work like that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because it could be you if something tragic and awful happened to your family, as it did. I can't remember what was the name of the other case where. The poor family. Um, What was the name of the, was it the, it it wasn't the Bulgers, was it? I mean, there was, there were, you know, ordinary people. So, so people, I think, you know, when people go, oh, Harry, oh, Harry, I think actually, you know, this is good. This is good. You know, Piers Morgan, you know, Piers Morgan ain't going to sit at the table and defend you. Um, Colin Ridgewell, Piers Morgan was sacked from the mirror for faking a picture of our soldiers torturing people. Piers Morgan, the idea somehow that when Piers Morgan says uh, Prince Harry wouldn't know the truth if it slapped him around the California tan face, if he's trying in any way to suggest that um, M- Millie Dollar, Dowler, thank you very much, Millie Dowler, the Dowler family, absolutely tragic, awful. Um, if if he's if he's trying to pretend in some way that the British mainstream press, print press specifically in this era. Was peddling in truths. Well, it deserves the tumbleweed silence that's currently emanating throughout the room. So, anyway, I, I don't know. I just thought it was telling that he was on the he was on his doorstep slagging old Harry off. Um, so, uh, so yeah, wouldn't know the truth if it slapped him around his California tanned face. Well, I mean, you know. Piers, you were out there for a bit. California's all right, isn't it? What's wrong with California? If you can get it, if you can do it. Um, no one should be hacked, absolutely. I'm amazed Piers wasn't hacking his own phone. Right, this is another tragic story. I, I saw the footage of this whilst I was VV um, v unwell. And I saw the CCTV on this. And this is tragically sad. This is the story of the woman... Um, Gaynor Lord who they had I don't know if you saw the CCTV footage of her moving with with pace and speed through uh, the city centre and uh, there was the worry that perhaps she'd uh, done some yoga uh, she went missing I was getting horrendous sort of um, echoes of Nicola Bully with this one in terms of what seemed to be irresolvable in terms of being able to get some kind of answer Um, and uh, so a body has tragically been found She went missing uh, leaving work in Norwich last Friday. Um, Norfolk police have have admitted. Um, And it's just... And I think the thing about this that really... And I don't know if you find this, guys. When you see these... Do you get this? When you see these, the the CCTV footage of, in a sense, last-seen footage of someone, (coughs) I can't help but almost... Do you do this? I can't help but almost over imagine or, or not empathise because you can't empathise because you haven't been through what they've gone through but I sort of overthink it I overthink how normal thoughts will have been going through her head or presumably let's assume that she didn't tragically take her own life or anything um, and you sort of think oh my god look there's these people walking past her there's a car that stops there's someone that passes her there do you remember and, and you know that show where they used to restage kind of uh, crimes um, reenactments um, and you sort of think, God, you know, in everyday life, we are passing so many people and so many huge narratives and stories that are going on in their lives. So, of course, before the point that they found the body, I was I was looking at that footage thinking, my God, what was going on in her head? What was going on in her heart? Maybe how can we look at someone walking down a street and sort of go, what can we read into that? Should we read into that? What can we read into that? So just all our thoughts, all my thoughts go out to... Her family, which is just just tragic, tragic, and of course, there's always the the thing of it happening just before Christmas, which is just you know even doubly, doubly awful. Um, good to see you back, Natasha. Good to see you back. Um, star behind Dale's. I'm I'm not an uh, Emma Dale fan, but by um, I know millions of people are. Steve Halliwell, hailed as the father of the show. After playing Zach Dingle for 29 years, tragically has died at the age of 77. He will be soon. I may remember Emmerdale when it was, uh, it was on in the afternoons, wasn't it? 2.15 and me and my granddad used to put it on on the telly. Um, uh, Reese Roberts, just going back to that, made me think how many times in our daily lives we may have brushes with death and don't realise. Don't. It, it? It's panic stations. Panic stations. Um yeah, so the, yeah, this is sad. So for soap fans, Emmerdale fans, you know, again, <clears throat> another big name who's tragically lost. My mum loves that show. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that it, or is that, am I am I doing Crossroads now? Um, yeah, Emmerdale for me was always all, all I ever remember of Emmerdale was a really cozy pub interior and a and a farm gate. <laughs> wow that was that was heavy duty um touching briefly natasha apologies briefing touching briefly on the israel um palestine conflict um this is a sort of big story at the moment obviously we are um still dealing with this on social media and what have you um uh, Israeli troops tragically have shot three hostages in sort of a, it's not friendly fire, but they were, they were judged a threat. Um, the news has broken earlier this morning. Um, I believe that these three hostages were tragically uh, holding sticks with white uh, textile or cloth attached, obviously symbolizing don't shoot, we're not, we're not enemy, uh, but they were still shot. So <coughs> I'm assuming, <coughs> excuse me, I'm assuming, and I'm presuming um that there'll be big uh, investigations into what went wrong here um because uh you know not good to have shot the wrong person obviously um so there's that um of course uh we know the the the, the situation at the moment in um in Gaza I'll touch upon it briefly at the end. Um, this story broke last week. I don't think it really got touched upon. Uh, Oh, sorry. We've just done that. Um, missing UK boy lived in spiritual commune with crazy mother. There are so many parts of this story that I can't get my head around. Can anyone else? This is the story of a British boy who went missing this boy here. Um, Alex Batty. This is him before he went missing. Uh, I think his mum was a bit of a hippie. I think his granddad was a bit of a hippie too. um, he went away. Went to live in a spiritual commune. Yeah, with his, his I thought I'd read it right. His mum and his gra- his grandmother, grandfather. They'd shunned modern life. He was eleven when he vanished whilst there in Spain, and and he said he's sort of been recently discovered, or he, not recently discovered. He kind of recently made himself visible, or kind of stepped forward and said, "I am, I am Alex, the eleven year old who never went home." Um, and he'd led a nomadic life, and he's had enough of it now. I just sort of thought, how could this have happened? We watched Home Alone the other night and you sort of thought, you can't forget a kid. Did they forget him? Did they leave him with others? Was the whole notion of parenting perhaps seen as bourgeois? I don't know. Um, He finally decided to leave the commune after his grandfather passed away um, uh, six months ago. And his mother, who he described as a little crazy, announced she planned to move to Finland. I just think poor kid, you know, poor kid, you know, having to kind of go along with whatever madness. But you look, you know, people think that of us homeschooling our kids. Every every kid goes along with what the parents do. But you know, I don't think you can criticize parents for wanting to do things differently. But I think a child going missing that strikes me as strange. That it wasn't picked up, chased, or or if he could just sort of like hail down a bicycle and go. Oh, by the way, I'm Alex. I no, went missing so many years ago, why people searching for him didn't find him. Um, okay, this is a curious one. Has anyone seen Louis Theroux's um, story about his eyebrows? Um, alopecia. His eyebrows have become patchy. Um, and so, drawing attention to this alopecia uh, going on on his eyebrows, he, uh, Louis has decided to shave them off completely. I think he's toying with the idea of microblading, which is a form of cosmetic tattooing. Um, and this is interesting. I, I, I suppose I never realised that alopecia could happen in a sort of localised area of the body. I, I thought, you know, if you had alopecia, all your hair would just go everywhere and then eyebrows would go. But this is, this is his eyebrows. Uh, so he shared a picture of himself on Instagram with this new look, shaved them off. Can you tell what's different? Uh, I've shaved off my eyebrows. I'm also thinking about getting microblading. I figure no eyebrows is better than patchy eyebrows. Do you agree? And his beard, too. Wow. I wonder if it will extend to his head. Um, hair is a funny thing as you get older, isn't it? Oh, Dorney, I lost both eyebrows when I got COVID in 2020. Did you, Dorney? And how does that make you feel? Are you aware of that? My mum, I mean, Nanny die. you don't mind me saying, I mean, got such fair you've always had fair hair Mum. so it always looks like you've just got fair eyebrows but if you look closely you can't really see any hair there uh good chip lollipop all downstairs um natasha i'm obsessed with my eyebrows i would hate it so so shallow i know it's not shallow i think i think we're told it to think it's shallow it's not shallow yeah okay it's not as severe as some other things but but my god you know it's it's us it's you it's your face um Uh, I've lost some of my eyebrows, Nicola Lee, so I had to have them tattooed on. Tiggy, my friend, uh, where have you gone, Tiggy? My friend has the same, got her microbladed, you'd never know. Uh, Wow. Uh, Joe McKenna, you could donate some of your eyebrows, Mark. I could. I I mean, I've, I've got so much bloody hair flying out the side of my eyebrow. I've got one coming at me here. Um, Karen Reynolds, I have frontal alopecia due to the menopause. So is this a good thing? I think I think highlighting. I think anything where someone like him plops their face up um, and says, "Look," uh, and isn't sort of ashamed or worried or fearful and just does it is is good. I think it's good. Publicizes it, right? Okay, so let's get to this the, the, now. You might think, why the hell is Mark bringing this up? This is the front of the mirror. Unsurprisingly. Uh, the front of the mirror isn't Prince Harry winning his case. Ha, huh, kel Um, But it does feature this. Question of Sport axed. Um, hardly surprising. My thing about Question of Sport was it's the only show that for me, and this is not to denigrate sports people at all, because there are so many personalities, but one of the things I've always found a bit of an oxymoron is sports personality of the year. When I've found that so many sports people, when they talk, make me wish they just got on with the sport. I mean, I know that's brutal, but... Uh, for me, sport was always interesting when you felt there was a character behind it. So, forget their politics, but you know, for example, in cricket, it was interesting when there was like Ian Botham and Viv Richards, and uh, well, I don't know if something's about it. Well, even Jeffrey Boycott, he was he was a, he was you know offensive, but he was a character, yeah, characters. Uh, and then in football, you know, you'd have uh god almighty see I'm already struggling in tennis for example you'd have Nastasi, you'd have McEnroe you know people who kind of caused didn't mind breaking the rules who were rude or a bit kind of broke you know and so for me a question of sport was really important for two reasons I used to watch it all the time with my granddad so I have a real fondness for it uh, I used to love the I used to literally love the stages and the kind of the boxes at the end where you would, was it what happened next or all that kind of stuff? I loved it, but I also loved it. For me, it was when Emmeline Hughes was one of the captains. Do you remember him? And uh, was it Bill Beaumont? Was that the other one? Or was it Bill Beaumont and Willie Carson? Here we go. We've got some images there. Oh, but yeah. Uh, Ian Botham. There were moments of great, it felt like it was one of the few, Phil Tufnell was always fun on it. Yeah, absolutely. So there were moments on it where I just thought, yeah, sports people can be cool. Sports people can be funny. Well, there's Emily Hughes laughing with uh, Princess Anne. So I, I don't know. I thought it was sad. But I have to say, I tried to watch it recently and it felt too self-consciously something. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you would get really, I mean, often you'd get really boring sports people alongside the captains. But the captain, David Gower, what, David Gower hasn't been featured in any of the papers. I loved him. I thought they were so great. Emlyn Hughes. I love those characters. And so for me, I, it was less that I don't think it should go. I think it probably should, but I thought, oh, Dad, pot black and um, question of sport. Oh yeah, it got boring. There you go. And they used to, didn't they used to have to stand? Didn't they used to have to? Um, oh, hang on. Didn't they used to have to stand in front of? Um, they have to enact something. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, so what have I got here? Uh, you saw it just a minute ago. This was briefly, Nads, said they talked about this on Loose yesterday. I'm a teacher. All I want for Christmas is a thank you note. This is just a leader piece by a teacher called Nadine Azbali. Teacher showing off all their gifts on social media is a crass trend, she says. Um, you know, I think it's, it's been said by some people, they're just doing their job. This is their job. Their job happens to be looking after our kids. Why do they get any more special treatment? Um, I've made sure that our dustmen, our recyclers, our postmen, they've, uh, they've all had their Christmas bonus um but i think what's wrong if you want to give a gift give a gift but i don't think there should be a competition or a kind of shaming of other parents if they don't give gifts if you can't afford a gift what i like about this is what nadia said in the curly cooks this morning which is a nice thank you note a really meaningful thoughtful thank you note tailored for what that teacher has done for your kid don't don't forget it's like the nhs you can get shit teachers and if you've got a bad teacher don't do anything it's fine they're not worried they're going back to school the next term um so yeah um this is odd this one the snack death not the black death the snack death plague (laughs) plague led to love of junk food the black death could have sparked our love of junk food experts say what say you of this guys rich people who ate higher calorie grub were more likely to survive the plague which killed 50 million what's this about guys so as a result, tastes changed and diets more likely to be linked to chronic diseases today developed. Um, they've, they, they found this out by studying the microorganisms of teeth from, from skeletons. Aren't they more important things to be studying from history. Um, so, eating, so eating junk food back then, what would have been considered junk food? So if they had Nutella, Catherine Cronin, you're right. fewer people would have died of the plague. I love the headline on this one. This headline really makes me laugh. This is, this is the Daily Star at its best. Call yourself a vegetable. <laughs> Call yourself a vegetable. Our favorite spuds are no good for us. But there's a serious health thing behind this. Potatoes should be stripped. Hang on a minute, let me say that properly. Stripped of their status as a vegetable um because of their because of uh their their threat the, the fact that they're instrumental in obesity spud should be rebranded as a starchy non-veg like rice wheat and oats i think they're right i've always felt a little bit uneasy let's put it that way when i've gone for a potato in the vegetable department i thought you're not a veg but you're not a fruit put it near the rice Oh, Natasha, potato's my favourite vegetable. It was my favourite vegetable that went into an alcoholic beverage. That way. Yeah. Uh, but this, no, but true, true, being serious for a minute. I hate being serious. Chippy owner Charlie Speller from Cromer in Norfolk fumed, if a potato is not a vegetable, what the hell is it? It's like saying a banana isn't a fruit. Or that Santa's, Santa hasn't got a beard. I don't think it is quite like that. But there we go. <laughs> um, what's this? Oh, this is funny. Judy Dench's parrot, she was thrown a curveball. Normally it would say things like, fuck off. But instead this time it said Boris Johnson, which she found infinitely more insulting. She said, three of us were sitting quietly in the garden. Um, it was a beautiful evening and we were having a drink. Suddenly, clear as day, sweetie, her bird, said Boris Johnson. She certainly hasn't learned it from me. Isn't that funny? where it learned to say Boris Johnson. Now this image is an absolute cracker. And if you're listening on podcast, you're gonna have to go over to watch this. Featherweight, chin chin lifts. Oh, come on. What not to like about that photo? That is just so fantastic. Taken in Japan. Look at it, heave ho. What a, what a sweetie. Flare may be trouble ahead. But give me Nutella and Donuts. And I am mm-hmm. uh fallout from solar blast could knock out Earth's power. Uh for the new year. Something a little something to worry about. Biggest solar flare in six years next year. Could cause massive power outages. Um, you know, we could, yeah, it could be a bit of a worry. You know, YouTube might go down, but I think a hell of a lot more than just YouTube will go down if there's a solar flare that large. So um it's the largest of the solar cycles so far and the largest that we've had since 2017. So be careful, guys. The, the sun is going to belch and it's going to belch hard. Um, family history. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, 6P Heirloom sells for three and a half thousand pounds after 103 years of joy. This tree uh, was an early example, the earliest example, perhaps, of an artificial Christmas tree bought in 1920. For sixpence, but it sold for three and a half thousand after being with the same family for one hundred and three years. Look at it. Modest little tree. Can't get many decks on that. It shows you how sort of obsessive and greedy and gluttonous we've become for for Christmas baubles, doesn't it? I mean, look look at the space between those there. Look, you could could see through it. Um, But yeah, isn't that sweet? Uh, It served as her tree. It served as Dorothy Grant's tree when she got it when she was eight up until her death at the age of 101 in 2014. Now, here's images, final images of the day. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? This photograph taken Cloverly Beach, Sydney, during a severe heat wave. It's a curious image. That's so bizarre. That looks identical to my daughter, Fleur. That could be Fleur swimming there. Um, ah, I just wanted this photo. What a cool dude. Uh, the hottest ticket in town is David Tennant playing Macbeth. Um, yeah, just hottest ticket in town, guys. Go and check it if you can. Uh, with Kush Jumbo playing Lady Macbeth. Um, this photograph here is absolutely sensational. Any photographers here? Uh, Gabby, I don't know if you're watching, Reese. Um, uh, 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 uh. No, I'll check that out, Rhys. Thank you. Uh, this is the youngest. She's become the... Jamie Smart. You can just see her in the bottom right there. Um, she became the youngest winner of the RSPCA's Young Photographer Awards with her portrait of a turkey. And one has to say... The contrast, colour, and exposure on that is a sensational image. It might not be particularly attractive. Um, We may have seen folds like that in other areas of our lives. But, you know, that is quite a sensational image. Uh, And another, (laughs) this just made me smile. Uh, This was the runner-up. So whilst the turkey won, this was second. Um, (laughs) Bless this is, uh, well, it doesn't say who the dog is, uh, it's, but it's taken by Sophie Green. Um, this was the runner-up for RSPCA photo of the year. Isn't that lovely? I'll, I'll pop this one up with a caption competition for a Christmas card. And finally, uh, a candid image of uh, Nanny Di dancing to the uh, Deck the Halls of Field of... Oh, no, sorry, no, it was a photograph of me. Isn't that cute? Look at him. Up to mischief. I love an orangutan. There's something about them. I don't know why orangutans, does anyone else feel this? Orangutans feel like they look like they're sad about the fact that they're orangutans. That's what I feel. Guys, thank you for spending time. It's been lovely spending time with you. I hope you enjoyed the curly cooks earlier today. Vlogmas will be landing later. If you haven't seen last night's, it's what can I say? It's magical, isn't it, Mum? Magical. Um, and uh, rest assured, though we've had a bit of a uh, you know s- uh, spanner in the works or a stick in the spokes or whatever it was this week, uh, I am going to be pressing down the pressing down the pedal on the gas when it comes to the. You know what. Um, In terms of the No Name Sunday show, it's going to be a later No Name Sunday show tomorrow, live. We will notify you on the community tab. Um, I've also notified people, two people have won cards, from the identifying what was beautifully hanging down in that photograph that we posted on the community page too. Um, And I just want to send you all our love. So have a lovely Saturday, guys. And why don't we we go out with a little bit more of...